Welcome to 2021. This is our first episode of the Hello Blink Show for the year and a new year it is. Before we get into any heavy topics, going deep dives into marketing, sales, and whatnot, we wanted to step back and do a state of the show. And I will give all credit here to Harris for doing this, but we think it would be useful in order to go through what has worked, what did not work, what we've learned in the past year, because at this point, we've done 26 episodes, which more or less equals one episode every two weeks, even though we dropped the first few episodes as a bundle together back in March. But ignoring that, we want to go back and look through essentially a year's worth of data, find out what worked, find out what didn't work, and then ultimately ask you all, the audience, what you want to hear from us and what we can help you with going into 2021. So let's get started. Welcome to the practical podcast for technical people who want to start their own company. From founding to building your business, we're here to help. I'm Sean Hemel. And I'm Harris Kenny. This is the Hello Blink Show. Hello, Harris. How are you doing? Hello, hello. Happy New Year. Good to speak with you as always. Yes, Happy New Year. Well, I'm excited to kick off our little recap and talk about what's coming up next. We first just have some housekeeping business, and then we're going to talk about numbers in terms of how big is the show. Uh, I think it would be interesting to talk about how the show is doing financially. We've been very graciously supported by a sponsor, and that's helped us out, and we can talk a little bit about that. But first, just wanted to make a quick note that we have switched our podcast host to Transistor. Now, for you as a listener, this should not affect or change anything. Uh, The place that you get your podcasts should notice that there's a new RSS feed, if not already, and we've already updated it in a number of places, then it'll be through this episode hitting your feed because we have a a redirect setup. So know that it's not going to affect your listening whatsoever, and we're going to leave our previous hosting still up for at least a month or so to make sure everything rolls over and just wanted to touch on why we switched it's a little inside baseball but we are excited about growing the show and transistor is a really good platform for distributing your podcast they had really easy integrations with a bunch of new platforms where we can get new listeners which is nice and it also has a really clean handling of the episodes themselves when they get pushed out we're noticing on the old host that in certain players and other sort of podcast aggregator websites like pod hunt um, that some of that times that rss data would get messed up it basically wasn't wasn't getting parsed correctly um, so we've noticed that since we've switched it's totally fixed that so if you were noticing that the show notes were a little hard to read or that everything was getting like mushed together into like one huge 500 thousand character block of text that should be fixed now uh, officially if you are still seeing that issue let us know so definitely a perk in that regard and other than that you know i've got another podcast on there the the team who runs it is great it's a cool indie bootstrapped uh, software company and i think it's going to be a, a really good home for the show moving forward but pitch your own podcast what is your yes. podcast if you want to check out harris's podcast oh yes that's right i have uh, another show it's a lot less fun than my show with Sean. It's just me, but I talk about uh, the sales process. So the podcast is called Pipeline Meeting and really it's insight into running your sales, but also it's product updates on this CRM that I'm working on called Intro CRM, which is for freelancers and early stage founders who want something that 
is going to help them know like how much money are you making next month? What about the month after that? In a really, really clean, simple interface, very different than maybe really complicated CRMs that are made for big enterprises like HubSpot and Salesforce, but also a little more sophisticated than, you know, like a spreadsheet or if you're just sort of jotting things down in a notebook. So I'm really excited about that. And so I pipeline meeting is the place where I talk about intro CRM and the sales process in general and some of the things that I've learned doing that. So yeah, check it out. Intro CRM is not out yet, right? It's not out yet, but by the time this podcast comes out, um, I will be going into beta really soon. So if you go to introcrm.com, you can sign up and we'll be talking about it on a future episode of the show as well. The reason why it's not out yet, the last thing I'm working on is that cash flow forecasting. And since you're indulging me, Sean, I'll hijack the show for a second and talk about it. The idea is like, so let's say you, you know, you, Sean, a content creator, you sign a contract with a brand like a DigiKey or Microsoft to make content for them. You, you know, have this deal value where it's like, okay, I'm just making up numbers. Let's say it's a thousand dollar contract and it pays you a hundred dollars a month for 10 months. Um, You really, you made quote unquote a thousand dollars, but from like a personal bills perspective, you really, what you just did is you made a hundred bucks a month for the next 10 months. So you need to maybe go close some other deals in order to make sure that you can sort of cover your bills and not be worried about it. So that feature I'm really excited about because it sort of answers the main thing, which is like, Hey, can I pay my rent? Can I pay my mortgage? Can I pay my bills? What's the number I have to hit in order to feel comfortable doing my own thing. And so that I think is going to be really valuable. Um, as a part of sort of what's being built in. So that's, that's what I'm working on right now before, uh, before launch. Oh, that's really cool. I don't even think like Salesforce has something like that. Maybe I haven't used Salesforce. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, there may be some super advanced like way to build that out, but the way that a lot of like the normal sales tools are built is that they're built for sales reps who have a manager, you know, who then runs the report and then gives the report to a CFO or a controller who then is worried about cash flow. But when you're working for yourself, like you're your own CFO. And so, you know, there's no like team to pass it off to. Whereas sales reps, like they close a deal and then they go to the next deal and the next deal and the next deal. Like they don't actually care when the cash hits the bank account. But when you run your own business, obviously that's the most important thing. Right. Unless you, unless you're, you know, got a large money role, that's, you can definitely sustain yourself for a few months. Like you're probably caring when that money is hitting. So I am excited for that future episode. So that is a good bit of a teaser for everyone about what we're going to be discussing, not only pitching Harris's intro CRM product, but also discussing what CRM is. Uh, Because I am familiar with the concept, but it's not something I have much experience with. So I'm excited to hear from Harris on like, why would you even use a CRM? Why do you need it? Yeah. And, you know, and so I'll I'll answer the question briefly. CRM stands for customer relationship management. And the idea is that you use it. it. Yeah. You use it to track your relationships. Right. But like, do you need that? And what are the other things that you need? We're going to talk about what we want to do this year with the show. What are the other topics? We think there's still a lot of room to grow in terms of what we're covering here. And so we want to get your feedback and, and we're going to touch on that in a second. This episode of Hello Blink Show is brought to you by CyberCity Circuits. Sean, why don't you tell us a little about these folks? Yeah, CyberCity Circuits is both a distributor of electronics and electronic kits, parts, boards, but they are also running their own contract manufacturing business. So if you need some small-scale boards built, that is putting parts down onto your PCBs, check them out. They're based in Augusta, Georgia, and they do some really good work. Thanks, Sean. 
Folks, to get those discounts, go to cybercitycircuits.com. Use Hello Blink Show, all one word, to get 10% off your order. Or reach out to them and mention Hello Blink Show. You'll get 25% off the assembly costs of manufacturing for a run of boards. All right, let's get back to the show. One thing I wanted to discuss, now that we've moved over to Transistor for hosting, I want to go back and look at the old host's metrics. They did give us metrics. They gave us per show downloads broken across uh, weeks, which I want to look at and try to figure out, can we spot any patterns, what worked and what didn't? And I I recognize that there is not a lot of data here because we're still a new show. 26 episodes is not a lot. I would probably call that not necessarily a significant amount of data, but I think there's enough data to start looking for some trends, not just, hey, we grew over the month, but also which topics and which people resonated. Um, I will avoid using names and probably stick to just the topics to see what people were tuning into, Um, whether that's SEO brought them there or they were inherently interesting and they were shared more, which we don't have much insights into. um, So we'll see. I've brought up the analytics here, Harris, and what I've noticed is that when we started, everything's listed in kind of weeks here. I'm looking at a column that says one day, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, 90 days, and all time. These show us how many how many downloads happened for each episode in those chunks of time. And from what I understand, when looking at podcast metrics, you kind of want to look at that seven day or 14 day. The first day I look at, and that gives you an idea of how many people are subscribers and immediately download your episode when it comes out. When your episode drops, that one day download number gives you an idea. But then your seven day and 14 can kind of indicate, are you going outside of your subscriber list and how many of your subscribers are coming in and downloading and listening to within that first one or two weeks. A podcast is not like a social media account. There is an RSS feed that people can subscribe to. And Harris, correct me if I'm wrong here. There is no subscriber number. I can't look at a number in podcast metrics and say, oh, we have 140 subscribers. We just don't have that number. Yes, that's right. Now, Transistor is going to give us like an estimate. They have some sort of math they do behind the in the back end where they're going to say, hey, this is what we estimate your subscriber list is. But, you know, that's just a guess. There's no way of knowing. So we have to infer some, some our subscriber numbers from here. So what we can do is I look at the first episode. We start something with starting something new was our very first episode. On the first day, we had six downloads, which was probably like me, Harris, and the two people we told about the show. And over time, that eventually grew to 370, 373, which is good. That tells me that people were listening to the show, coming back and downloading the first episode. But it took a long time for that to happen. It took probably about a year to see those numbers. And I believe that is our second or third most downloaded episode because people come back and they want to start from the beginning, which makes total sense. Going from there, as we released each episode, the show did grow. It probably took about... What am I looking here? Nine episodes or so to get to 50 listeners on the first day. And that's about when we started seeing 100 listeners within 14 days. So I would say that's kind of a baseline that we got to after three or four months of doing this podcast. We grew to that 
kind of subscriber list. And then after that, we had a couple of hits that did very, very well. I would I would say they approach viral, not in the you know global internet viral millions of views, but for us when we see you know four people listen to something, listen to the episode on Spotify, and then uh, the next episode forty people. That tells me enough people were sharing or it showed up in a search somewhere that we either nailed the SEO or we did something that people were sharing. And I wish we had insights into know the difference between those, but we don't. So we have to infer here. Some of those episodes that did really well that were clocking in over 100 views on the first week and you know over 10 listens in Spotify and some other platforms here, um, I'm I'm seeing, let's see. The ones that did over a hundred SERP, the one that Harris and I did where we talked about SEO versus SERP, that one did very, very well. And I think there's an interest, a continued interest in marketing concepts. So I'm going to take a note to say that marketing is a good thing to cover because I think a lot of people, that's still an iffy thing. Um, and it still requires a lot of time and knowledge that especially listeners of the show, if you're technical, it's it's a different mindset and concept that you have to try to tackle. The next one that did really well is how to become an engineering consultant. Uh, I think there's, I think the person we had on here definitely had a big following. So getting people on the show who have their own following helps a lot. If they have a bigger following than me or Harris or me and Harris combined, that's, you know, getting guests on a show who have a big following uh, definitely helps because ideally they tell about the show to their own followers and you can grow that way. Um, it seems to be, you can't like, you can go a little bit beyond your own following, but you can't get somebody with a million followers on a show that only clocks in, you know, 200 downloads for each episode um, over the course of a month that like, right, we're still pretty small. I'm going to share these numbers with you and be transparent. We're still pretty small, but we are showing growth. And I think we have a pretty keen audience on what we're trying to cover here a very selective audience. It's people who want to start their own businesses are technical and frankly, don't want to listen to, I've listened to some marketing podcasts and they can be, they, they can be, um, it's not quite the right tone or topics that I want to hear all the time, right? It, it, it's not, it doesn't go to that technical side that I want to listen to. It's, it's, you know, I, I joke it's shapes and colors, but you know, it's, that's, I, I don't want to throw marketers under the bus because I think marketers do a good job. I just don't think it's like, I'm the right audience for that. Uh, the other episodes that did really well, uh, building and selling your business. This is also somebody who had a pretty big following, but I also, but I think that there is a keen interest in the idea of selling your business. Like what does end game look like? It's something we don't talk about a whole lot. How do you get something? How do you grow a business to sell? Um, I'm not an entrepreneur in that sense. I'm an entrepreneur in the sense that I have my own business, but I'm not an entrepreneur in the sense that I'm building a business to grow and sell. Um, but that's a side that I think people are interested in. So knowing that there's interest in that is definitely good. Um, and then the other big one that we saw was the uh, technology and IP clauses. Uh, that one did pretty well. I think any law topic stuff people are into. That's that's an iffy subject for people. Probably accounting, which we haven't talked to an accountant yet. So if you want to hear accounting stuff, let us know. That's something I think Harris and I wanted to talk about. But I think any law stuff is scary to people, and rightfully so. Right? There's a lot of jargon that goes into law stuff. You know, lawyers can be expensive to hire. So that you know, getting getting free legal advice. Hashtag not real legal advice because we have to like say that on the show, right? <laughs> this is not, you know, seek real counsel, but we had a lawyer on the show um, to give us a lot of good insights on 
I think both when we had the lawyer on the show, we initially talked some very vague stuff. And then we later we, we brought him back and specifically talked about contracts. And I think uh, nailing down those technology and IP clauses and where you can get into trouble with some of those, that looked like there was a good bit of interest. Harris, what are you seeing? Because that's kind of the trends I saw, the, the big episodes and you know what really seemed to resonate with people. I definitely see what you're seeing here. If I had to boil it down, I think that the business oriented topics seem to do better. So, you know, we have um, things that you can take and apply yourself to your business around subjects like selling your business, hiring contractors, you know, your, maybe your legal responsibilities, Um, other topics that I think people are interested in. I mean, I, I don't think we've had a single episode that's been a dud. I've honestly enjoyed every single one that we've recorded. Even if we just kept at six listeners, I really have enjoyed this a lot. Uh, I don't think we've had any that have been duds, but I think there have been some that resonate more with our listeners and who they then share with other people who are probably like them or share interests with them. And so, yeah, I think the ones that where I think our audience tends to be folks who are more technical, tend to be engineers, uh, the term I've heard before that I think is interesting is like entrepreneur, like you want to be an entrepreneur um, and who kind of know how their product is going to work or how they're going to run the business itself. Like, I don't think anyone's talking to us about like how to like spin up an, an AWS instance. I don't think anyone's wanting our advice on that. Um, but I think the the parts where maybe if you're in an organization and you're not involved in the like business meetings, we are talking about the business side of go to market or commercializing products and things like that. If you're more focused on product or whatever, then probably some of these things just seem really unfamiliar because you just haven't had exposure to it. And so I think that we're doing a good job giving people exposure access to what happens in the, in the business side of a shop, which is obviously more important when it's your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I noticed that those specifically either either the person themselves have the large following, um, which can explain some of the high downloads for those episodes. And I think having, like you said, the how-to practical stuff does very, very well. That being said, I still want to bring in people to talk about what they're doing with their own businesses as a success story. Even even if they don't, you know, get the same level of of downloads as some of the other episodes. Um, I still think they can bring very practical knowledge. Um, I want to hear their stories. I think they're fascinating. And, you know, across the board, both the practical and the success stories, I think we, Harris and I do try to make sure we get a diverse group of people in to show successes across um, the whole spectrum. Um, We want to make sure we have, we're, we're representing um, all different types of people here. And I, and Harris and I have talked about this, you know, off the podcast, we want to make sure that it's represented and we, we are trying to be as inclusive as we can. I will say that. Absolutely. And there's a few different dimensions to that, but you know, the reality is like not everyone in tech looks the same. Not everyone in tech has the same background. And, you know, I mean, our, our job is to help people start something new. And I think that if there's not representation or if you're not hearing from people who are like you, it's probably, you know, a little bit harder to imagine, well, how could I do it? Or what would I do that? What would I do next? So, you know, I think, you know, our dream here is that we help more people work for themselves. I mean, for me, working for myself has totally changed my life. Um, my daughter's, by the time this comes out, almost four months old. 
uh, I get to see her like all the time. It's really, really fun. And I just wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have my own business. Um, I've been able to experiment with different things and work with people who I really want to work with. And, you know, it, it's just, it's hard. And I know it's not for everybody, but for me, it's totally changed my life. And we just want to help more people do that. And I think representation is an important way. It's important, important part of fulfilling that. Right. And or not just trying to like juice the numbers. I'm sure we could have some, you know, like a lot of controversy. Like we're not really a controversial podcast. We don't have people coming on here doing like really hot takes to try to like get clicks and downloads. That's not really what we're trying to accomplish here. Although I'm sure like we could shoot up the charts faster if this was that kind of thing, but it's like not what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to be more helpful than anything. And we like we recognize that it's two white dudes hosting a podcast. Right. And, and so we want to bring people on the show that are outside of that represent representative group to show that, like, yes, you don't have to be a white dude to have success starting your own business is kind of the idea I think we're going for here. We want to be inclusive. We want to have success stories and share other people's uh, stories when it comes to running their own businesses. Absolutely. And that brings us to what are we doing next for the rest of this year? You know, we've we've seen success that grow of the show has been really steady. We've, I think, tapped different audiences and different types of companies, different industries, different types of topics. We talked about a little bit before the CRM project I'm working on, you know, I think the idea of like sales and marketing tech, you know, what's your tech stack? What are you using to do your job? Um, The SEO and the SERP episode that we made, which was episode 17 that Sean hosted, I thought that was really valuable. I personally used it a ton. I helped several clients implement things directly as a result of that episode. There are some more tools that I've discovered getting deeper into the SEO game that I'd like to build on that. Um, so, you know, this is not just about whatever my CRM, like there's hundreds of different things you could use, you know, just on the SEO topic, like Ahrefs has some really good resources. We talked about Moz before I've found a whole bunch of new Moz things, uh, Moz tools and rank math is really nice, like WordPress plugin. So I think there's a lot of room to say, okay, what are the tools that you can use? How can you use them? And then, you know, give you things that you can sort of take away and implement at, at our level, you know, uh, buffer is a tool that we use to run the show. Like if you're a one person business or a three person business, like you can totally use buffer to actually have an active Twitter account for your business, even though you don't have like 40 hours, an intern spending 40 hours a week, just like tweeting at people. Um, so I think, you know, focusing on tools that, make it easier for you and that work at the scale that Sean and my businesses run at and that your business may run at or that maybe our clients' uh, businesses may run at. I think that's an area where I definitely like to continue the type of things we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I want to continue recommending tools, things that work. I learn a bunch from you as well, Harris, about uh, some of the tools that you use. And I also like personally going into some of the psychological aspects about what it takes to start your own business, because it absolutely is a terrifying process, knowing that there's nobody thinking that there's nobody there to help you if you fail. Uh, And either what can it take to get over that mindset? Or what can you do to build yourself a safety net such that you know that you'll be okay? And I think going into some of those is hugely important because I think fear is the biggest motivator in why people don't jump off into their own business a lot of times. I mean, sometimes it's, I can't take the risk. And I, I, we've discussed this before. There, there are appropriate times where 
starting your own business is not the right answer for you. If stability is your number one concern, starting your own businesses may not be the right path forward. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if, you, if you're really thinking about it and you think that like maybe you can take the risk, there's a lot of benefits to doing it. So that's, that's where we want to go with that. I, I continue wanting to talk about the psychological aspect of that because um, I think that's a big part, right? Putting your mind in the right headspace, getting into the right headspace. Absolutely. And, and then sustaining that over time, you know, eating well, exercising, doing whatever you need to do to keep the business going. Because when you do work for yourself, you know, it is stressful. And if you're used to having a corporate job that's really steady, or at least it seems steady, you know, you never know really how steady your employer really is. Uh, and I think the last you know year has shown there's been a lot of volatility and uncertainty over the last year. Um, but if you have that perception of stability uh, and you're considering moving away from that, it, it's hard to maintain and sustain. You know, personally, I've been overworking a lot. You know, I brought on more business and, you know, I had personal changes in, in my life with my daughter being born and my wife, you know, not having paid maternity leave because, you know, this is America. So, you know, there was lots of different like financial strains and whatever. And so sometimes when you do that and you run your own business, that means you're not going to be spending as much time cooking, not going to be spending as much time exercising, or maybe, you know, the gym gets shut down because of a pandemic, hypothetically speaking. Yeah. When would that happen? Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, I think that's the personal side of it is important. Um, it's not just about tools. It's not just about sort of listening to a story from someone else and then saying, okay, well, let me do the same thing. You do need to take care of yourself and think about what do you need to focus on in order to be successful because it can be very isolating to be on your own. It can be very lonely sometimes to be on your own. And hopefully this show is an outlet where you feel like you have someone to go through the journey with and you can always ask us questions on social media. We get really good questions on Twitter at hello blink show and we get emails in are the show email is info at helloblinkshow.com. You know, you can always reach out to us if you're going on this journey, if you have questions, that's, that's part of what we're trying to accomplish here too. Yeah. And like you mentioned, when you start working for yourself full time, you find that your to-do list just multiplies is what I've noticed. Your to-do list, you used to have a to-do list at work and you, you had, you know, a handful of tasks. And even if you felt you were being over asked to work on stuff by your boss, you will suddenly find that your to-do list is now everything you never had to worry about in a corporate job. You're you're handling finances now. You're handling your marketing. You have to, you know, you you have to answer all the emails. You're your own admin assistant um, up until the point where you can hire, start hiring people to do all those things. But on your own, starting off, you're probably going to be doing all of that. And so managing your time and managing your priorities is a huge thing. So I want to keep chatting about those things. I will keep asking guests about those things. And I will keep asking Harris about those things. (laughs) Um, Because I think everybody's different. And I want to hear everybody's perspective on it. I have my method and I'm still perfecting my method. I'm still working on ways to prioritize and get better about doing things. And that's something I like hearing from other people to know, hey, how do you prioritize? How do you manage your time? So good conversations. I hope to continue these into the future. So the big ask to our audience, if you are listening to this show, this particular episode, we would like you to let us know what you want to hear in 2021. Please reach out to us on Twitter at HelloBlinkShow or email info at HelloBlinkShow.com. Let us know just a, you know, one sentence, what thing is bothering you most? 
about running your business? What thing is keeping you back from starting your own business? Or what tools or techniques do you want to hear about? Well, yeah. What do you want to hear more of and what's working? Why are you listening to the show? <laughs> you have a lot of time and a lot of things to do. And why are you spending time with us? We've I'm pleasantly surprised how much the show has grown. I really feel like Sean and I are just trying to talk about stuff that we find interesting. And it's really cool that other people are interested in that stuff. I, you know, I mean, financially, we are making money on the show. We're quote unquote in the black. We're profitable from when we started it. And obviously our overhead is pretty low and that's thanks to having a, you know, a great sponsor, but the fact that this is a thing. And I think we're very privileged in that way because I think most podcasts don't get a lot of listeners. Most podcasts don't get any sponsors. Clearly there's things that are working here and we just love hearing from folks about what is working for them and, and how can we help you? You know, I mean, I think if at the end of the day, we have some number of people who say, Hey, I started my business or running my business was easier because of hello blank show. That would be really cool. I mean, that would just be a crazy cool accomplishment. And I feel like that is basically what's already happening from the conversations that we're getting and feedback we're getting back. So give us more feedback, you know, tell us what do you want to hear. And if you know someone who's maybe wanting to start their own business, what do they need to hear? If you feel like you're on the other side and you've done your own thing and you're successful and you still like listening to the show, what advice do you give people that you think that we should be focusing on? You know, help us uh, help more people work for themselves. Yeah. Tell us what worked. Tell us what you'd like to hear. And yeah, this isn't YouTube. I'm not going to say hit the like button or whatever. There but is no like button. There is no like button, but do subscribe. <laughs> yes, and, there's uh, an RSS feed button. Do click yes. that. Go to Slap that show. RSS feed. <laughs> That's right. Mash it. Jam Mash your it. head against the RSS feed. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I have not heard that one yet on YouTube, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So check it out. HelloBlinkShow.com. You can search HelloBlinkShow wherever you get your podcasts. If you're not a subscriber yet, and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Thanks for a really an eventful year in 2020, but this show was a, a good part of, uh, of last year. And we really are excited to see what the next year brings and we appreciate your support. Hey everyone, Harris and I want to run a special segment at the end of some of our shows where we give a shout out to one of our listeners. If you'd like to be included in this, please send us a quick audio clip that's 30 seconds or a minute long to info at helloblinkshow.com. Now, let's hear from one of our listeners. Hi, my name is Nathan Mangar, and I'm a maker that has been tinkering with electronics uh, for the past three years, and I've also been designing uh, circuit boards for like two years now. So, uh, I'm based in Mauritius, and I run a blog called Technolog. You can check it out at technolog.website. It's T-E-C-K-N-O-L-O-G-G. Website. So Technolog focuses mainly on open hardware uh, development and in the future uh, I want to be able to provide more open hardware and open hardware that can be used for IoT, AI and all kinds of other stuff. So it won't be necessarily electronics but will also be for robots and all kinds of stuff. Alright, thanks for having me here guys. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and share the show. Let us know what you think on Twitter at HelloBlinkShow. Find show notes at HelloBlinkShow.com. The Hello Blink Show is shared under a CC BY 4.0 license by Skalriza LLC and Kenny Consulting Group LLC. The intro and outro music is Routine by Amin Maxwell 
and is shared under a CC BY 3.0 license. This song can be found at soundcloud.com slash Maxwell slash routine. <laughs> 